Hello, 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 and welcome to Rainbows Rising, where we ascend together. I'm your host, Rainbow Raja, and I have a remarkable guest on today. You have been listening to her music this entire season, and a little bit from last season as well. Today I have Chikuna Machi Asa, and she is just a remarkable artist, a musical artist. She makes these incredible chants that are great for meditation. They're great for collaboration. They're just great for background music while you're writing your next novel. Welcome, welcome, Chikuna. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm so excited to be on your podcast. I've listened to it a lot and I I just love it. I love how interactive it is and how you're really helping people to more deeply connect with themselves. And so I'm really excited to be here. (laughs) You're welcome. I love hearing the feedback. It means so much to me. And I'm so glad that you are benefiting from the show as well, that you're enjoying it and that you're using it for your own uh, practice. That means like, oh, it means the world to me. So thank you so much. And it is such an honor to have you on. Um, I know that you've been nominated for awards for your music and that like you're, you're getting some, you know, some recognition for your, your music and, and where, you know, all the work you've been doing. I know I've been sharing your music with our listeners and I have been listening off air to your music for my own meditation purposes. And I just, I can't get enough of it. I really just can't. I'm so excited about my newest album, Aurora Magic. Um, and I know that's the one that you've been playing uh, more on the podcast right now. You said the wind. Uh, that's our intro. Song, but, <laughs> which is, you know, um, one of my favorite songs. Uh, one of the things that I do is I stand outside, you know, for a meditation. And um, I let the wind kind of blow through my body and my energy Um, that's kind of the inspiration behind that song. It's kind of like, uh, when I do this meditation, I kind of stand on the earth and really ground myself and just open my, my energy up to the earth and nature and listen to all the sounds around me. And, um, I can feel the energy of the wind just blowing through, my body almost like it's it's not going around me like I I start to feel like it's just blowing right straight through and I know exactly how you're like yeah yeah, it just carries away like any tension that I have um you know in my body and I kind of feel like that's always been something I've practiced regularly since I first you know started getting into this you know doing spiritual work in my late teens you know I just intuitionally was guided to kind of to do that and to connect in that way and so that's kind of the inspiration behind that song the wind is is that meditation that I do that sounds amazing I know I spent a lot of time in California that's where I was born and raised and uh, when those Santa Ana winds come through (laughs) I loved standing outside like everybody hated how messy your hair got but I loved it because I there's something about the wind. I've always been able mm-hmm. to hear messages on the wind. Mm-hmm. The trees speak when the wind rustles their leaves. Mm-hmm. Um, you can really kind of, you know, at least I can hear their messages. I can hear the news from other places. Mm-hmm. And 
there's just so much wisdom in in just listening and feeling that wind um mm -hmm. to hear that that you use the wind to clear your energy and to mm -hmm. clear your body like that's so therapeutic to hear because mm -hmm. i don't i don't hear people connecting to the earth like that much anymore Mm -hmm. uh, there's just a lot of disconnect so i'm assuming Yeah, that's... that earth has been you know just i guess the elements even has been a huge inspiration for your your music Yeah, my whole album, I, I definitely feel like, and, you know, that's what I've been trying to do, you know, on my Instagram and with this new moon box, you know, that I'm, that I just launched around Valentine's Day is, you know, teaching people how to create crystal grids, you know, and connecting to the crystals and the minerals into the earth in that way. And then also making earth offerings is a huge part of what I do for my spiritual practice um, now. And, um, and, and it's, you know, making earth offerings is kind of in a lot of different traditions. And so that's kind of why I've, I've been drawn to it more again lately is because I just feel like making offerings in general, it's, it's a huge part of religion and spirituality and shamanic practices and um, the ancient Native American practices and, you know, all the different indigenous uh, traditions. Um, they have a kind of a similar practice in that way. And so that's kind of what I've been trying to teach other people. And so in this moon box that I have, I, I have instructions on how to um, do uh, basic earth offerings, not really any particular spiritual tradition um, or any religion based. It's kind of just taking everything that I've learned over time, which, you know, I have, I um, minored in religion at Michigan State. And so, you know, I kind of weave in the different things that I've learned um, and also in the spiritual tradition, the Pakokuna tradition that I um, learned with Peruvian shamanism. I take kind of a little bit of everything, um, even Reiki. I'll sometimes do like some Reiki energy in my earth offerings and stuff. So I, you know, I like to... At this point in time, I'm just trying to give that information to other people so it can benefit them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I really appreciate that. I know Um, a lot of people are trying to move away from offerings because Mm hmm it, you know, there, there's been a lot of, you know, uh, difficulty, especially when we had like all the human offerings and all the animal offerings for in certain belief systems for a long time. And when people hear offerings, it can be a little standoffish, but I know when I do offerings, um, you know, I'm, I'm not the best at, at, making food because <laughs> that's a that's a common one is either like salt or sugar or rice um I'm just not the best at preparing food and I'm like I have kids I don't want to waste food so for me I go out I'm like I got bears in my backyard I don't want to feed the bears <laughs> Oh, I go definitely out and I not. sing <laughs> mm and I I've told spirit I've told my my guides I will create art and I will sing and that is my offering to you I will literally go out and just dance and sing just for you guys And that's my -hmm. my form of offering. I found that Absolutely. that has been the most beneficial um, Yeah. for connecting with my guides. Yeah, there's, you know, there's a lot of different categories of energies that you're feeding, you know, when you go to make an offering and 
And one of them is, you know, and that is something I include in the instructions in my moon boxes. One of them is the, the song and the chant. And even if you have nothing to offer, one of my spiritual teachers taught me, you know, you can leave a piece of your hair, you know, it's your DNA or something like um, your nail or um, like you said, the chance, obviously, like something that is just birthed in that moment. Mm -hmm. Finding a special rock. That's yes. Finding a leaf or a pine cone, but it has to be something special that stands out at you and you have to put... You just hold it in your hands. You just mm-hmm. put that energy in it. You put just, the prayers uh, in. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I mean, prayer Lighting is a, a fire huge. too. Yeah. Sacred mm-hmm. ceremony, fire ceremony. That's, you know, a great way to do offerings. Yeah. That's great. I'm so glad that you're, you're assembling these, I guess, these little boxes to teach people about the different ways to invite spirit into their life. Um, to connect with spirit, to connect with their, their guides. And, um, yeah, and then I, also I know that, that that's a, I guess it's for me, I see that as like mostly a pagan practice or more mm-hmm. of, more of like a, you know, like Norse Celtic practice, but you're mm-hmm. right. It is very much in a lot of different belief systems all around the world. I, I think that's great that you're you're sharing that. Are you including you know history or different different information on these practices in the boxes? Um, not exactly, but I do. Like I said, I'm doing the you know information on how to make the crystal grids, and you know um, also one of the things that's included in the boxes that um, I donate money from the proceeds to plant ten trees for each box. So it's almost like you're also actually connecting your energy by purchasing a box, you know, to the actual earth by birthing these new trees. You're, you're helping that. So So it's like you're connected to these trees when they're being planted. So you're actually rooting yourself, you know, energetically at that point in time too. Yeah. I love that. I'm excited about that. (laughs) So, um, Back to your music, back to your passion. Yes. Um, I, you know, you, you were generous enough to share your albums with me so I could go through and listen. Mm-hmm. And like, you have a lot of chanting. You have a lot mm-hmm. of chanting in your albums. Chanting seems to um, be very much a baseline for, for the rest of the music mm-hmm. that you're creating. How did you... I guess, how did you come into contact with chanting? How did that mm-hmm. become, uh, you know, the foundation of your music? Because you have some yeah. lyrics here and there, but really it very much is just the the monotone mm-hmm. tones and chanting. It's so relaxing, so relaxing. Yeah, so when I was in middle school, was my first kind of experience with my voice and, and my ability to sing. Um, You know, it was kind of like a snap of the fingers change in how I felt inside my body. Um, I feel like it was definitely a spiritual experience. I was having a lot of trouble in school um, at that point in time, not with grades and such, but like with my you know, friends, like it's, you know, it's a difficult age. Um, I was being teased, you know, and 
um, I had, you know, I have had other traumas in my past with sexual assault and, um, abuse. And so, you know, I think that I was in a lot of pain at this point in my life, basically. And I was in choir class and we were singing the Christmas song. Um, and you know, I get, I just had this all of a sudden feeling like God was with me, you know, like it was, it was this feeling like I didn't even know I, I could sing. And then all of a sudden I, all of my pain started melting away during the song while I was singing. And I just felt better, like soothed by my, my own singing, you know? And, and so that was kind of this, this, snap of a finger shift inside me. And I, at that point, I feel like I knew on some level that this was going to be part of my life, you know, that, that singing and music, it, everything, um, to do with that and was going to be how I helped other people, you know, in the future. And so, and then, you know, later in my life, I got into studying shamanic healing and Reiki healing. And I, um, you know, became part of a tradition, um, a shamanic Peruvian tradition that wove my energy in. And, um, and so I had a lot of time where I was meditating and in these spiritual circles, um, I just sort of all of a sudden that came back to me, that kind of feeling where like this now is the time to like move my energy forward in a new way, you know? And, and so I just started singing at these, you know, spiritual circles and, um, and I think I really got connected to how I can use that moment in early in my life and how I can use that to help other people now, you know, at that point in time, that was what I was thinking is like, this is what it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a spiritual process because that's what it was for me when it came to me in the first place when the gift of of music you know entered my life it was spiritual for me and so that's what i always kept inside my mind this is what i'm going to do this is what i'm going to put forth into my music and so any of my cd albums that i do i just open myself up and i i ask to be guided for what's going to be healing for the listeners, Mm. you know, even to get like the kind of focus for my, my album before I start doing it, that helps me get focused on what it is that people need, you know, what, what it is that's going to help them. And so, you know, that's, um, yeah. So that's basically how all of them are. I have a really similar process when I work with clients, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I, do intuitive song for like the whole session practically and you know i open up at the beginning i call in their guides i call in my guides Mm -hmm. um, working in sacred space and whatever comes up and sometimes i'm doing it i'm like this sounds so ridiculous (laughs) but the person they'll point those ridiculous parts Mm -hmm. out and they're like that part was the part that really hit me the most in my heart and i'm like really? Like, okay. Mm -hmm. Hey man, they know what they're doing. (laughs) And that's something I learned like when I was doing, um, when I first started doing the shamanic chanting and, Mm -hmm. and the chants in general is that, um, 
and and within now that I've learned that within my lineage, even I feel like that is something that has been done for thousands and thousands of years, where the present moment is one of the most powerful healing sources that we have, you know, and that's what I try to bring forth in my music, you know, with especially with my chants, um, because there's something about birthing something in the moment that you're with some someone Mm. that is really powerful because it's like if you're in the present moment in that in that space Mm -hmm. and you're harnessing that energy for them it like activates them on that same level if that makes sense that's what I feel like I've come to with that so yeah I, I know listening to your music, it takes me away. I could be awake. I could be doing whatever I'm doing. But there's just something about your music that takes me to that rock next to the stream or whatever. You know, yeah. uh, like in in the wind one, I, mm-hmm. I literally feel like I'm floating. you know like swirling through space Mm -hmm. um and i i found your music to be um so helpful going to bed and i use it for meditation and Mm. um as i told you before the show when i have i have certain times that i do like ritualistic baths where i just like make a special little potion in my bath i'm like okay we're gonna clear some energy out of my life right now Mm -hmm. and i was listening to your chakra cd and it's so easy just to like zone out into it. Mm-hmm. But I found myself, because I do so much singing myself, I found myself toning with you. And I I was releasing so much energy in my body, just collaborating, just doing that like synchronized Absolutely. chanting with you. That's awesome. And I really encourage the listeners to go out and find that album or, you know, maybe in the future I'll, I'll put that album on on the thing um, and collaborate with it so you guys can hear it. But, like, that was so, so helpful for me just singing alongside you and being with you in each chakra. Because I could literally, mm-hmm. as I'm chanting with you, yeah. I could feel that chakra being activated. Mm-hmm. And I was getting memories and I was getting yeah. visuals and I was feeling waves and waves mm-hmm. of just things just shedding off of me. And it mm-hmm. it was like I was in there for over an hour. My yes. partner's like, knock, knock. Are you OK? <laughs> What's going on in there? Why are you singing? <laughs> but, I love that. That's awesome. I do. You know, I encourage everybody, you know, not everybody likes to chant on their own. And that's cool because I still think you can get something really amazing from just listening. Mm-hmm. But it does take it to another level when you can, you know, bring the sound from down inside you and just it vibrates like every part of your being you know and so like I I really encourage everybody to try to just do an intuitive thing you don't have to do it loud you don't have to do it like on the same note as me you know like just kind of like pick the note that you feel is good like and that's the universe you know moving through you then you know mm-hmm. so now, I like you, you guys listening I'm sure you guys have known that earlier this month I did some chanting we're going to 
you know, just go ahead, join me in that, go back to that episode, and just try and match it. Just try and match mm-hmm. it. And I that's all I did with yours. I started what? to match it, and then once mm-hmm. I got comfortable matching, just yeah. like doing the same tone. It doesn't have to be perfect. <laughs> you guys don't have to match yeah. the breath. Yep. I wasn't matching her breath in any way. Sometimes mm-hmm. she was starting and I was finishing, you know. Right. But yeah, so it's you know just it really is just allowing your body to become this like a like a hollow, like a, a healing hollow, portal. Yes, like a little just a hollow op, you know just yes. object. Everything's uh-huh. just kind of vibrating around <laughs> in there. You can feel it all the way down to your your legs and fingertips. Absolutely, yeah. It's sort of like reprogramming your DNA, even. You know, it's kind of just vibrating the essence of who you are. It's getting so relaxed that literally you're just like, oh, <laughs> you can feel it everywhere. It's just great. Yes, it's so great. And if you guys haven't tried it, please do. Like chanting, even chanting just like a mantra or mm-hmm, an affirmation like, I am awesome. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't have to be, you know, something super serious. Like you can make it playful and fun. And, you know, it's, I mean, that's what it's all about, you know. It it's is. about bringing your energy to a higher level. And sometimes that is in the play, you know? So in, in your music, you know, uh, are you just intuitively choosing these, the, or, you know, just intuitively being guided through these chants and these, these different, I guess these Mm -hmm. different phrases that you're using or are these known phrases that you, you had acquired through your, your, own research and through your own study? Um, No, I just generally um, do intuitive chanting um, and allow whatever vowels or or sounds to come through. I I prefer that. Um, There's a level to which, you know, sometimes I hesitate to, you know, I don't want, you know, to confuse people with is it is it associated with a particular religion or is it associated with a particular tradition or if you all of a sudden chant if i'm all of a sudden chanting om or or allah or you know it does that mean that you know i'm associated with that i'm not you know what i mean i'm just allowing things to come through Mm -hmm. and i am in full trust that whatever comes through, if I've set my intention for that to be healing for the listener, mm-hmm. that that is what is intended and that is what, it, you know, will manifest for the listener, you know? Yeah, I, so. You know, I know that there's some people, especially in really strict spiritual practices, that, mm-hmm. that genuinely believe that chanting the the mantras chanting the specific chants is Mm -hmm. the only way to go about any kind of chanting practice Mm -hmm. now i've done both i've done the mantras and the phrases and um you know even gone through the chakras which i'm sure you guys have already heard Mm -hmm. me do yeah um but you know i have found that intuitive chanting allows you to reach areas in your body you didn't know sound could Mm -hmm. reach and I have found, um, I, I mean, I have a, 
a guide or at some point when I'm at a deep enough state, I have this throat singing that comes through that is deep, so deep that when people hear it, they don't think it's me doing it. They think it's some Mm -hmm. Yeah. dude. And Right. it's, it's me. <laughs> I just drop yes. like I can feel it in my body how deep I am in the earth and I can feel, you know, I, I like to believe it's a guide or an ancestor coming in. I can feel Absolutely. him. I can feel him in my body and I know what he's doing. I can feel like the purpose of what he's doing. And I, I wouldn't be able to do that and the cool angelic singing that I'm capable of doing if I wasn't just. feeling it and allowing it to happen and move through me like a river. Absolutely. Yes. I, I definitely feel like, like you said, there, there is a time and a place for, and I totally, you know, support people that are mantra specific, you know, with their chants, um, you know, in different traditions, I feel like that what works for one person isn't going to always work for someone else. And Absolutely. so to, on, we have to honor and respect that, you know, in every, that everybody has a different It's a thing good that confidence is going to work builder, though. for them. Right. And so, but yes, the intuitive chanting, you know, that if you don't have a particular, already a particular mantra or something, that is definitely a very powerful, powerful way to, to, you know, start to learn how to chant. I know when I first started chanting, I started with the chakras. I started with, you know, um, the Kuan Yin chant, uh, you know, Om Mane Padme Om Mm Mane. -hmm. And uh, I think there's Ganesh. I have Ganesh's chant. So I memorized a handful of these, these Absolutely. Indian chants and um, a couple of the chakra chants. And, um, Mm hmm Yes. Mm hmm Right. And I would chant them. I used to have a two-hour two commute in my car every day. And I would chant them two hours to work, two hours home. And I think it really did help vocally train my body in holding breath and breathing properly. So if, Absolutely. if you're somebody who struggles to hold a note for a long span of time, you find your voice Mm -hmm. cracking, just practicing those super simple lam, vom, Yes, ram, absolutely. Mm -hmm. you know, and just moving through your chakras, clearing things out. Um, Yeah, I definitely think like just even the vowel system um, in, in the English language, you know, uh, A, E, I, O, you know, ooh, you know, that's, you know, I spent a lot of my years in choir and, and for warming up, it's always, and for strengthening your vocals, you know, you, you come to the vowels. And, and Yeah. so in my chance, I do use a lot of that because I, I definitely feel like it's some, it's a really pure tone, you know, and so you're, you're, basically vibrating a really pure energy, you know, on, on a particular note when you're using a basic vowel. And so that's what I tend to come back to a lot of times in my own chants. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know a lot of energy modalities that utilize sound like um, in Reiki, you can use the the Reiki, you know, things as as Mm chants hmm. themselves. Um, Yes. and when I was taught it, it was taking off the harsh consonants and just using the vowels and Um, I used the Reiki chants before, you know, that was actually the energy that brought me into the intuitive chant was doing the Reiki chants Mm-hmm. just for myself, just sitting with a singing bowl. And I would Mm-hmm. Yes. be like, 
and then suddenly I would go on a tangent. It was after several times practicing that, but it was just opening up that energy and the circuit. It just like started a whole new thing. And it was just really interesting um, feeling that transition in my body and feeling how that opened up the possibility for more. Yeah, yeah, definitely. As you open up to, you know, the simple chance more of the energy comes through, like, you know, as you get more of a deep meditative state. So this is this question that I have for you is more on like, I'm personally curious about this. I notice a lot of your music has nature sounds, like so much of your music (laughs) has like these incredible nature sounds Mm -hmm. that I know when I go outside, I'm like, I'm going to go get some nature sounds. It just doesn't work. How how (laughs) are you able to capture these like they're they're clear sounds they're they're so pure and clear Mm -hmm. you don't hear car traffic in the background (laughs) you don't hear children playing on the playground how are you able to capture that music I know that's not chanting related but like right I would love to know how you do I try to use um like a lot of you know pure recordings some of the things that I do though are keyboard you know, so like I have the sounds on my keyboard um, I, that have a, a bunch of different voices. And so I'll record like the voice of, you know, the rain or something like through the keyboard into the oh. mic. So, I mean, it's just like it's all part of the artistry, you know, of, of recording an album, really you know, cool. is picking different pieces and putting them all together and um, making them into this this piece of art for healing you know for the listener that's awesome that's awesome Thank yeah i know the one of my favorite parts about like the wind and those, yes. those songs, especially mm-hmm. on or auric magic that whole oh yeah, yeah yeah um there's a lot of nature sounds like birds singing in the background mm-hmm. and the sound of the river or the stream and actually you brought up the wind the wind sound is actually my voice yeah I I figured (laughs) as much I just it's so it's it's just it really hits I I get the chill down the back of my neck Mm. when when I'm listening to it I just ah I love that (laughs) but the you know like I'm just like, does she sit on a rock with a recorder? Like, how is she getting the, these these animal sounds? It's so beautiful. Uh, your you. your artistry in creating, you know, it's it's so quiet, and Thank yet you. so like your audio is so clean. Thank you. And yeah, I, know, I try. I know you, you know, I don't a have a lo-fi setup, right? You kind of have a lo-fi setup if we're being a little, you know. you know what I try to do my best to you know I don't have you know I'm hoping at some point I'm gonna have you know a higher tech studio Mm -hmm. um but I actually just use foam padding Mm -hmm. and you know I kind of surround my mic so that it keeps out other sounds um I'll try to do it at quiet points during the day to record you know and um and use good microphone um you know, but yeah, I just, I try to just kind of let flow what comes through and, you know, keep the, 
the sound as pure as I can, you know? I have to say, for somebody who just has foam around a microphone, <laughs> your music is, I mean, I'm, I'm not even trying to like boast about it. It's just, Thank you. it's, I'm really amazed when I listen, I'm like, how does she do it? It's so quiet and calm. And yet, like the sound is so wholesome. It's just yeah, so thank you. Whole. I I don't know how I can have all of those things when they cross each other out, but I I promise you guys go listen to her music. I will have some <laughs> of this podcast for you, I'm sure. Um go listen to the other episodes. Her music has been in, at the beginning and end of every episode this season. Thank um you. yeah, so I'm just really glad that you're able to join us today and talk about your process and thank how you. chanting has been you know, beneficial for you. Um, in your own like practice, your own private practice, do you find yourself using chanting um, like for any particular reason? Um, you know, through the years that I have been doing sound healing with people directly mm -hmm. um, or in circles, um, I definitely find that it brings about an energy of authenticity. Um, you know, when I use the present moment to intertwine that with the power of the vibration of the sounds, um, it, you know, people have, have told me that it, it makes them feel like a veil has been lifted from them, you know? And so, um, I've used the, you know, I'm certified in Reiki drumming. And so I use a really low beat drum, like a heartbeat mm. and really slow rhythmic, you know, over the person's body or, you know, in the room, I'll go around the room and, you know, do the drum beat over people's heads, you know, so that the vibrations can really get into their energy field. Um, I think I answered your question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it sounds like you're, you know, besides using it for other people, mm -hmm. you're also kind of using it for yourself and holding that space for yourself to absolutely to like sit yeah. in that vibration. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. yeah, you're a little modest about how you're how how you're util utilizing it for yourself, but it sounds like oh yeah, you get a lot of benefit out of it. On oh, definitely. Mind. Yeah, I mean, I use it in my personal meditation, um, just to really ground and center my, my own energy and connect with the earth. Um, uh, you know, I do the chants regularly. Sometimes I even listen to my own CD albums, you know, so that Ain't no I can, shame in that I listen right? to your CD albums too. <laughs> it helps ground my energy, you know, like I'll listen to the chakra one, just go through each chakra. And every single time that I, I find that I listen to it, that it's different. Like, you know, all of a sudden a new layer will be like unveiled, you know? So like, this is healing for me, you know, like to, to even do like create the music. Like sometimes, like I know on my Moon Eye album, I'm in the middle of creating one of the songs and I'm, I just feel it so much. I, I'm like crying. I love that album, you by know, the way. While I, I love it. Thank that you. Moon Eye album. It is so good. It's like. Um, a lot more like fairy like, right? There's mm -hmm. like a lot more. Kind I've of got like... it's a lot of drumming and yeah. 
and some really pure tone chants to to get into the person's energy and activate them you know like on a on a more ancient level yeah you know i bring forth you know even with my aurora magic my new cd album i'm always trying to tap into like this ancient energy you know my ancestral energy and the helper guides that you know are in my dna lineage you know um and bring that forth and so it's it's healing you know just creating the music for the listener absolutely yeah i i feel that when i'm listening to it i i really do i'm really glad to hear that you listen to your own music because like <laughs> i i'll i'll make recordings for clients because you know people come to me i do the live session i do the yeah. healing for them and then i have to listen back to see if there's anything i have to edit out right right i'm listening back and i'm like I, that doesn't sound like me at all. Hey, that's, that's pretty good. I could listen to this, right? I'm like, I'm like, man, that sounds so arrogant. I wonder if anybody else feels this way. I know Johnny right. Depp doesn't like to watch himself in his own movie. I've heard that some people don't like to, you know, even rewatch their interviews. They never yeah. like rewatch, like some actors and actresses, they never rewatch the show they were on or something. Yeah. But listen, I like to be really engaged when I'm doing what I'm doing and like, I want to see it from both sides. You know what I mean? Like, like it's, if it's healing, feeling healing from the inside, like I want to see and feel like what it feels like from the outside too. Right. I mean, (laughs) I know as, as when I started my podcasting journey, I had zero experience. I had never listened to a podcast in my life. And mm-hmm. I started on this, I was like, I'm just going to do this because my guides told me to. <laughs> and I started doing the podcast and I had to listen back. And that was the hardest part at the beginning was listening mm-hmm. back. I was like, I hate, I've always hated my voice. I have this deep yeah. die voice. What is wrong? No. <laughs> and so I, I grew into it though. I was yeah. like, I don't have to watch my face. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I had an issue watching my face Yeah. and listening to, to myself. I was like, you know what, this is actually kind of relaxing. And wait a second, did I just say that? That was like really insightful. (laughs) It gives you more more confidence to keep putting yourself forth because as you and I have talked about, you know, when you've been through traumas in your life and things that, you know, just really make you feel like you're worthless. You know, like Mm -hmm. trauma does that, you know, people that treat you a way that makes, you know, you feel like in that moment, you did not matter at all. Like that stays with you. And so, you know, going back to the whole watching yourself, like, it's okay. I think it's okay. And it's good for you to feel like, you know, this feel it from the outside because then you're reassured, you know, that, that this is going to help somebody else. You know, I don't think I've told this story yet, but I think it's important to share because I haven't really, I don't think I've covered it. But -hmm. when I was younger, I talked so much. (laughs) It was an impulsive talking, Mm -hmm. the type of talking where I talk over everyone else Mm -hmm. because I, intuitively thought I knew what they were going to say. So, you know, just let's not waste any time. Right. So I would just talk. I was nervous Mm -hmm. all the time. I constantly talked and my parents were always telling me to shut up, that I talked too much, that Mm -hmm. I had a motor mouth. 
and all my friends were the same. They were like, you're always talking. You just don't shut up. And I was so self-conscious about it. I tried so hard. I tried to do days of silence. I tried to do like, you know, just biting my tongue. I would bite through my tongue trying to be quiet. And I think now it's probably ADHD. But at the time, I thought there was something super wrong with me. And people right. hated me because I talked all the time. I was annoying. And I was desperate. And right. I was clingy. And these were my nicknames. It was, there's but it's like there's- nobody ever asked you why, right? I mean, nope. nobody ever helped you, like, understand what was happening. Because, I mean, I, I, I'm a talker, too. So I completely <laughs> relate. And I still do it. Like, I'll go to my parents' house and I'll, and I'll just be like, Oh my gosh, I am so sorry, but I think I just talked for an entire hour. Like what is happening? <laughs> but yep. like I think that there, you know, w- especially like you said, you you were younger. Mm-hmm. For me pr- for me when I talked a lot when I was younger, I was putting pressure on myself to to like have the answers, to be the person that, you know, was the supporter to mm make up for awkward energy in the room. If like other people weren't talking, like I'm going to like jump in and make it more comfortable for everybody, like, and talk or something. And maybe, you know, for everybody it's different. And I know what you're saying is that it was like maybe more of an ADHD, like an actual, you know, brain chemistry. Definitely trauma-based. I would just. in trauma. Yeah. I would repeat the trauma stories and people are like, this did had nothing to do with what we were talking about. And I just couldn't, mm-hmm. I couldn't see it, right? So, right. you know, it took me a really long time to get to a point in my life where I stopped talking mm-hmm. as much. I still talk, obviously. I'm here doing a podcast. <laughs> right. But going into doing a podcast where I had to embrace this flaw, this right. something, this thing that all the people I loved the most in my life literally pointed out you talk too much you're annoying mm-hmm. you need to be quiet <laughs> right. we don't even want to you to talk anymore like my parents would talk about sewing my mouth mm-hmm. shut sometimes like yeah. like I hated that about myself and then right. to go into this and to talk was so nerve-wracking I was so scared I see yeah that makes sense so that, where were you're now scared. you're using it as your power force yep. And yet you had to overcome the feeling, you know, of walking it back was so hard. I'd be like, there I go again, talking about myself. (laughs) Isn't that the thing though? Like, don't, don't you think it always seems to come full circle? Like you end up doing something that like you, like I was terrified when I was young, like I would never have done a podcast when I was in my teenage years or I was too concerned about I was afraid of what people are going to think of me, you know, or like now it's just like you get older and you're like, I don't like, yeah, (laughs) you know, you care and you don't, you know what I mean? It's like you let go of the things that just you've been through enough in your life to know that there is some really important things. And then there's some really not important things. Like, you only live once. Hey, why not? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Like, it's just like everything else goes out the window. It's like, if I can help somebody listen, I'm going to put that first, you know, like, and you know, hopefully haters gonna hate. 
Oh, definitely. I get so much. <laughs> I get so much hate on my Instagram. Like it's kind of dialed down, no but way. I'm sure it'll it'll rev back up. But yeah. Oh, yeah. Like this how? Is, how you are like so the ugly? Person. This is blah blah blah. Like I'll get like yeah the haters that are like I wouldn't. Ew, this is so tacky. And then like yeah, it's crazy the things I'll get. Like and it's just because I have you know my followers are up or whatever compare, you know, people get insecure and, mm-hmm. and the, you know, that's just the way it is. I've seen like on like the Kardashians page, it's like every other like comment, oh, you know, no. it's like people fighting. <laughs> like, I feel like, you know, when there's a particular energy or vibe that's out there, like yeah. there's going to be a, a polar thing going on. You know, I'm just going to say this for everyone listening. If you want to spread that kind of toxicity, just know I will be deleting your comment um, for my own mental sanity. So don't be like, I'm putting this out there. I have no problem with boundaries. I have no problem deleting your SHIT. (laughs) Your stuff feels like an attack on my show or me or my guests. You will be deleting. Absolutely. Like I have this, I have a filter on my Instagram where nothing even gets through it probably anymore because it's always like, it like automatically filters out the negativity. I'm like, yay, I have an automatic filter. I'm good. Boundaries. (laughs) So important for mental health. Yes, absolutely. Nobody talks about this, but there are so many influencers and Mm -hmm. YouTubers who have self-harmed and hurt themselves and tried to die because of cruel things being said to them because of criticisms and i think we as people as human beings watching other human beings living their lives we need to be conscientious that those human beings have oh my gosh feelings yeah it's like you're you know sometimes with technology it's like you can be so separate from you know the situation that you almost like it's almost like you don't think it's real or something, but like, it's all real, (laughs) you know, like we're humans. And a lot of us put on a brave face. Yeah. I mean, words, you know, sticks and stones, but also words hurt. (laughs) You you can, you can stick and you can say sticks and stones may break my bones, but the truth (laughs) is words do hurt. In fact, emotional abuse is harder to heal from than physical abuse that has been shown in domestic Mm -hmm. violence studies. Yes. You know, over the last 15, 20 years, they have found that emotional abuse is more damaging than even physical abuse at this point. So we as a society need to be mindful. And you and I were talking about before the show, you know, people pushing, you know, their political agendas on other people yeah. like whether you believe in mass or you don't believe in mass let's right. all just let other people do what they're gonna do and you do absolutely you protect yourself <laughs> respect is is a huge thing you know I, I and I you know I've heard that growing up I was always like well what is respect you know what I mean like I treat I, others I, the way you want to be treated <laughs> right but it's you know it's not even that it's a it really is about having boundaries Mm -hmm. and saying, listen, here's where I start 
and you end, you know what I mean? Like there is a clear boundary. Like I know in a lot of spiritual practices, it's all about oneness, you know, let's weave our energy together. No, no, thank you. You know, (laughs) all mesh. And so there is a time and place for that. But in this physical world, Yep. There is a beginning and there is an end and we have to respect that, you know, and that's, you know, not just about life, like the circle of life, because I feel like I just said the circle of life, but um, really the beginning of an end to someone else's energy. And and you're allowed to say no, like even, even energetically, like yep. you're allowed to say, I don't really like what you're doing. So you know, like, it's not for me, it's not in my, you know, this is not going to be allowed in my space. I've had different situations with, you know, with the trauma in my past, where I even have now been able to develop an energetic, like, bound, like, where I feel, I can feel when I'm hitting, when they're hitting it. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, you hit it, you hit my energy in an awkward way. (laughs) Like, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and so uh, that's and actually one of the foundations I teach. And I yes. taught it at the beginning of my podcast in like season one, episode three or something. Yes. Um, I taught about boundaries and how mm-hmm. to create a shield, an energetic shield. Awesome. Um, but more than that, and I, you know, maybe I need to revisit this because this really is so important. No matter where you are on your spiritual path, if you don't have grounding, you don't have centering, and you don't have boundaries, you got nothing. You have no spiritual practice. You you can't harness the energy unless you have a clear beginning point and end point to your own field. You cannot harness any of the spiritual power that you need to hold in your own space. If you can't, and honestly, it's learning how to say no. Yep. That it's a mental learning how to say no to situations. Even if it's your family or your friends, like it's about do not let yourself be guided by obligation. That's yep. one of the ways you can strengthen your energy, you know, is I'm going to say no to this because it makes me feel uncomfortable I am drained. I am tired. I need to regather my own self. I can't not be in that kind of other people environment. <laughs> right. Like you, it's right. It's not your responsibility to make somebody else happy just by showing up. If you're drained and you're too drained to be in that particular situation, you need to take time for yourself. Like that is a way to build your energy is to allow yourself to be able to guard absolutely your, your own energy absolutely and mm-hmm. i i'm 100% with you on that i know that i i thought i had a spiritual practice like early on in my journey i was like yeah look at me i got an altar i'm like sitting yes. here and i'm doing meditation <laughs> but really i noticed my journey didn't even start until i learned how to ground like yeah, grounding absolutely. was the first thing it cleared my mind there were no no mind chatter, no thoughts, no talky talky crap in my head. Yes. I didn't even know that was possible. I was like, yeah. all these voices, this was not normal. And the, my teacher who taught me how to ground, she was like, no, you should not have 
it should be quiet. In your yeah, head. you should not have two voices telling you. Or 50. Yes or no or yeah. There's like I know, like no when talking. I was a kid growing up, I was always like, should I do this? Yes or no? Like it was always this black and white thing. Like, yep. and, and they were always at battle. Like yep. I couldn't, I never felt I like. Had, I, I had an entire. I got grounded. Orchestra. <laughs> I had an orchestra yes. of voices. Right. And I would just pick out little things every so often. I had no idea what was going on. I just thought everybody's head was like that. And then I did when too. I learned to ground, it was <laughs> it went from like right yeah. to being right. And part of that is learning about how there's not a right way and a wrong way. Like it's not just one or the other. It's not mm. just what one person says that is close to you versus your own feelings. It's yeah. not you know, it's it's about the fact that there's an m- infinite possibility of ways that you could go about something. Find the way that works for you, right? Everybody's different. Yeah. Everybody's like, different. you can't just watch social media or no. the news or and then think, I'm going to do it that way because that way was successful for that person. That is not the way to do it. <laughs> like, I actually you talked can get about that in the podcast. I was like, tricks. I'm going right, to give see, you guys. We're all on the same page then. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to give the, you know, I was like, I'm going to give you guys three different grounding practices, three different shielding yes. practices. Um, try these out, take what works, leave what doesn't. Right. But if you have any yeah. trouble, hit me up personally like yes a session with me because everybody's different i will help you find what works for you because that must be the energy i'm tapping into right now <laughs> it is 100 i know That's everybody's awesome. different because what my teacher initially taught me felt so hard i felt like i had to try mm-hmm. and then one day it clicked and it yeah. became effortless it just oh my mm-hmm. gosh I was making it so much harder than it needed to be. I just absolutely touch the floor and breathe into the floor. I didn't realize it was that easy. And um, the shield, like Mm -hmm. it's, it felt so stupid when I started. I was like, oh my God, I'm making this like shield thing. Oh, it's, (laughs) what's this really going to do? But as I did it daily over several months, I realized people started, if I said no, they didn't push me. They didn't try and force me. I was yeah. like, this is so bizarre. Everything was quiet. I didn't have this mind chatter anymore. My emotions were really balanced. I had mm-hmm. never had that before. Um, awesome. My entire persona changed in a matter of months wow. because I added grounding, centering. Centering is literally assimilating all your energy into your core, making sure you are all assimilated yes. in the center. And then the the shield creating that shield around yourself mm-hmm. and doing that every day just for a handful of months to create that physical habit that your body craves. Yeah. And that, I mean, that was a life changing event for me was learning those practices and doing Absolutely. And I think, I think if you don't have that, you don't, you don't have anything. If you can't Agreed. differentiate your mm-hmm. energy from the next person. If you can't differentiate your thoughts from the people coming through, Mm -hmm. you don't know who you are. You don't know what your mission is. Anything can influence you. That that energy being that walks through your bedroom at night, 
He right. could literally be implanting thoughts, feelings, <laughs> right. intentions into your body. You would never even know. Well, and especially people who are empathic. Mm-hmm. You know, I still even struggle with I'm very empathic and I'll still even struggle with knowing, okay, is am I feeling sad right now because somebody near me is? Or or is this mine? And so I have to get really focused. I use know? Reiki in those moments. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that has helped too. Because if I become Reiki, um, I can hold my own space. If right. especially when you have somebody, I know I learned with Reiki, you know that we are all just vibrations, and we're all kind of uh, clamoring for the loudest, right? Absolutely. So yeah. if you become Reiki, and you have somebody throwing a fit, right across the room, and they're just doing a fit, and you're just holding mm-hmm. your Reiki space. And you're just intending to be the strongest pillar in the room. That person's going to forget why they're throwing a fit because you're just holding that vibrational space that they aren't going to be able to rival it. It's not pushing your energy towards them. It's not forcing you Mm -hmm. on them. It's holding your own ground. Right. Yep. Mm -hmm. And not having attachment sometimes, you know, I mean, being attached, but not being attached. You got to know when to do what, you know, having compassion. It's absolutely brutal compassion because it's like I have compassion for you over there, Mm -hmm. but I need to protect my own energy, my own, my own, you know, how I feel. Mm -hmm. Speaking of grounding, um, did you want to go ahead and um, collaborate a nice grounding meditation and chant for the listeners? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Did you want me to go ahead and start? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So go ahead and everybody close your eyes and then just start to feel your body, your physical body. And if you can, if you, you know, are in a warmer climate or if the weather is nice, go outside right now, even if you can listen while you're, you're, um, outside, um, lay on the earth or sit on the earth near a tree And I want you to just feel, take three deep breaths first and just really get centered and and relax your energy and start to feel really connected to your, your physical body. Feel your sit your physical body against the earth against the chair that you're seated in or against the ground that you're laying on. I want you to just try to feel every cell in your body. With every breath that you take, you're feeling heavier and heavier. Let the energy of the gravity of the earth pull you in closer to her. Feeling the pull and the pulsation of the earth's energy. Filling your body. Wrapping the earth around every cell in your body. The energy of the healing vibrations that the earth has to offer you. 
It's a strength, a strong pulsating energy. Feeling every part of your body just getting heavier and heavier and heavier. The force of the earth pulling. Feel that force of the earth pulling. Try to feel the left side and the right side of your body equaling out. Equaling out and balancing with each other. And you can do this by feeling, focusing in on a point on your left shoulder and your right shoulder. Feeling those two points balancing with each other and also feeling the pull of the earth at the same time. Those three points, the center of the earth pulling you closer to her body, making every cell in your body heavier and heavier and heavier and heavier. Well, you also focus on these two points on the right side and the left side of your body, balancing, balancing your energy. And now focusing on two more points on your hip bones. I'm going to take our focus to the hip bones. A left point on the left side of your body and a right point on the right side of your body directly at your hip bones, the left hip bone and the right hip bone. Feeling those two sides becoming balanced. Sometimes there's this sense that one side is maybe a little bit heavier or a little bit lighter, which is, is okay, except that Right now, you're focusing on them feeling exactly the same and almost kind of like a pulsating cyclical energy that's connected deep into the earth, rooting you. And every time you breathe, every cell in your body is becoming heavier and heavier and heavier, more and more deeply rooted and connected to the earth. Taking deep breaths. Feeling the base of your spine very securely rooted into the center of the core. Magnetic energy of the earth. The gravity is pulling you closer and closer as your body get, feels heavier and heavier and also becoming more and more balanced, letting any energy that no longer serves you melt away and feed the earth. If you have pain in your body, tension, feeling it drawn into the earth, the earth feeds on the energy of your body. 
and you're feeding on the energy of the earth's body. It's a cyclical relationship balancing you out. Still having some awareness of those points on your shoulder, the left and the right side of the body and the hip bones, the left and the right side of the body, kind of just bringing everything into balance. And you don't have to completely have an awareness even that this is happening or that you're able to completely focus your mind. You just have to mainly feel your connection with the earth, the base of your spine, and every cell in your body deeply rooted to this gravitational pull, feeling heavier and heavier, melting away your stress and your tension and your physical pain. If you need to give a little stretches here and there, in your physical body to help release your tension deeper into the earth. There's no good or bad energy. There are just different frequencies. And all of them are valid and important. All of the energies that we carry throughout our life are either lessons, which is always comes back to gifts. Every energy in life is a gift on some level. And when you root yourself deeply into the earth and yourselves on these levels, you can feel the energy of gratefulness vibrating through every cell of your body. Gratefulness for your life, the life force of your body. And now we're going to go ahead and as you hold your mind and your body in this really rooted, grounded space, do a chant to help you further awaken yourselves and vibrate the energy through to more clear the channel of connection between your spiritual guidance and your physical body. And so just allowing the sound vibrate through you and vibrate those cells Open up the channels to clear the energy so that you know I can live without this pain in my body. I can be connected 
and rooted into the earth. Opening yourself to that feeling through the sound of the chants.
just allowing that energy to help open you and connect you more deeply to the earth's vibration. Clearing, clearing your energy, rooting you, connecting you. Taking three deep breaths and slowly, slowly, slowly coming back and feeling the room, awakening, slowly opening your eyes, feeling like you're coming back, feeling more connected. renewed thank you so much for that that thank was you thank so you so lovely i definitely got to the uh i like to call it the the void where you yes. just kind of live <laughs> time and space and awareness of all i i found that space i was like oh this is so relaxing So thank yeah, you. so it's it was amazing. Yeah, it's amazing to be able to collaborate on something and and be able to do, you know, bring both our energies into bringing healing to people. It's great. I really appreciate you inviting me yeah. into to do that. It means a lot. Absolutely. And I I just want to let everyone out there who is listening know we did no rehearsals. <laughs> <laughs> We have simple podcast equipment. Yeah. There is no studio equipment. So please. No be fancy forgiving. sound equipment. Yeah. <laughs> be forgiving for, for any right. of that. Um, all about the vibes. Just the vibes. That's all we had to go off of at this point. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> well, it has been such a pleasure to have you on, Chikuna. Yeah. I would love for you to share with the listeners where they can find you, where they can find your music. Yeah. Um, and even your moon boxes and I will be sure to add all those links down below yes. in the descriptions. Yeah, awesome. You can go to chakuna.com. It's www.chakuna.com. Um, that's my website where I link to all of, you know, my music and my information and um also, I am very active every day on my Instagram page, um, which is Crystal's Om Chakras, and I'm sure you'll get that link below. So, um, but I post daily there um, my jewelry uh, that I hand make, um, my energy jewelry, and um, different chants, you know, that I do um, just kind of like on the spur of the moment, you know, I'll get you know, channel chants. Um, and so I put those up there. Um, and also of many talents I see. Yeah. So <laughs> you can see all of that on my Instagram and connect with me there. Yeah. Well, it was such an honor to have you on. Thank you so yeah. much for sharing your process, for sharing your chanting, <laughs> your journey, and obviously sharing the wonderful gift that is your meditation and live Thank chanting you. with all the listeners. I hope that we can collaborate again in the future. Absolutely. It's been, a, you know, a total honor on my part to be here. So I appreciate any time, any time that you want me on. 
That's cool. Absolutely. I will be bringing you back. I will. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) Well, I hope you listeners out there enjoyed this as much as I did because I had a hoot. And um, I am just so grateful you guys keep tuning in every week. Keep inspiring more growth in yourself that you guys are doing the practices. You're giving all these different techniques and applications of spiritual gooey goodness Thank you for applying it to your life, for trying it out, for listening to these insights and these revelations that we are sharing here on Rainbows Rising. And I just ask that you guys go and share the show with others, write reviews, and, you know, I I would appreciate it if you joined my Patreon, but hey, hey, you know, (laughs) I love you guys no matter. Just showing up for yourself is enough for me. I really appreciate each and every single one of you. And I hope to see you back next week where we will continue to ascend together. Have a good day, guys. Bye. Are you ready to ascend to the next level? This is Rainbow Raja, your spirit guide calling. Please be sure to keep all arms and legs inside your vessel at all times. I'm just here to remind you to take some time today. Support Rainbow's Rising podcast. Go join the Discord community. Check out the Patreon. Get some stickers, custom tarot cards. Check out the merch. The merch. You know you want to. Go connect with Rainbow Raja. Maybe even get a session. Who knows? Your support helps make this show possible. And she loves to support you. Help support her too. Once again, this is Rainbow Raja, your spirit guide. Guiding you to your ascension.